bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome along to this week's Herald Express Devon Live Yellow Army podcast with Guy, with David and with Richard. We're all three of us together in what we were describing as probably the last of the fallow weeks between close season and the start of the football season. It's getting close. It is. It It feels just round the corner, doesn't it? Tranmere are almost... They're almost on the coach. They're they're almost on the coach. I know that uh, United's... um, Chief Scout and recruitment man Dave Hedges has already been up to see them twice, uh, once. Uh, he was telling me what a car park the M6 uh, was last weekend when he went up to have a look at them, and he's due to go up there again to have another look at them this weekend. So it's good to know the homework is being done. Indeed. One more friendly left to go as we speak. We're on Thursday afternoon. There's a friendly at Plainmore on Friday, kicking off at 7.30 against Truro. A bit more of that a little bit later on. We've got plenty to talk about this week, but let's start with a bit of a requiem because uh, the postman brought the final issue of Highway to Heal, the fanzine, this morning. Hadn't realised that was winding up. I hadn't seen the um, the bit on Facebook. It's very the, sad. The thirteenth and last yeah. issue of Highway to Heal fanzine, which Rob Dan. Obviously, it's a massive undertaking to produce one of these pretty much on your own. Especially so. as a, you know, working full time as well, it, it, it can be a bit of a bit of a burden when you, you get home from work and think oh I've got another day to get this one yeah. out and yeah, no, yeah so a lot of work great effort and if it, not for the first time we'll, uh, we'll put a bit of poetry into the podcast because uh, Rob signs off with a few words from Morris Sendak in uh, Where the Wild Things Are he says and he sailed back over a year and in and out of weeks and through a day and into the night of his very own room where he found his supper waiting for him and it was still hot Beautifully read. Well, thank you very much. You should get a job on radio, guy. A nice little sign-off there from Rob. We've enjoyed Highway to Heal. There's a couple of things. I won't spoil it for you. You need to get hold of a copy because it'll be a collector's item, obviously. But there are one or two things you need to see in this one. There's a very nice feature. That the Now, that's what I call Talkie United, the 10 most Talkie United things ever. Very funny. Not going to spoil that one for you. There's always been really good stuff in there. Plenty to read. Always tackling issues happy yeah. bad good all, all sorts uh, good insight humor always uh, um, uh, really really good effort it's very sad that it's uh, um, but I think all three of us sympathize with the, um, yeah, the, the effort, the effort lot, and the commitment that, that it takes to produce something like that there's also a bit of a roundup of the previous Talker United fanzines. Now, how many can you name? Me, me. Yeah, go on. Okay, I'm going to go for Bamba's Right Foot. Yeah. Mission Impossible. That's two of them. Mm, okay. Stuck? Well, um, to be I, honest... I, I can remember more, but I can't remember what they were called. Well, the first one apparently was called Gull's Cry in the uh-huh. late 1960s. A friend of mine, John Reese, has got a copy of one of those. And he's, it's one of his treasured possessions. Goodness, I, that's, really? I don't remember that. Apparently it wasn't so much a fanzine as a fan-targeted communication. <laughs> There you go. That sounds like 21st century speech. It does. I know the Capital Gulls produced one at one time. They did. Alan Merson produced one of those. That's in there. The other two um, that we haven't mentioned so far. Come on, there's one. Go on. As soon as you say it. The Gullible Gull Post, edited by Chris Manor. That's it. Of course. Yeah. And the one there called You What, 
edited by somebody called Red Rick. I don't remember seeing you, what? It that looks as if like, we should have. sounds like in the early 80s, Red Rick. Doesn't yeah, it? it does, doesn't it? It sounds a bit like the young ones. Yes. You but, watch, you watch. Uh, I don't you remember watch. seeing yeah. that one. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. A good read, as ever. And uh, on the cover, and featuring in the main interview, is a gentleman we all know, uh, Ben Garing. Well, he's not with United, of course, any longer. Which but brings us rather neatly well, but, to... But, but talky through and through. Yes. Uh, born, bred... Um, and played for the club, loved playing for United as mm -hmm. well. Uh, but he scored the winning goal in the Boxing Day game against Forest Green. He did, well, didn't he? Uh, and um, uh, he's now playing for Truro City and captaining Truro City, who, who come to play more tomorrow night yep. for. I don't know if it's their final pre-season game, but it's certainly United's it's final pre-season game. Yeah. yeah. Now, pre-season. Let's talk a little bit about pre-season then, because it's been. I'll, I'll put it out there. I think it's been underwhelming pre-season I've only seen the two home games both of which have been great the Bristol City game the Plymouth Argyle game there was uh, as, as you've said there was room to play there were plenty of good things about the talky performances in both of those games but it's gone less well on the road I think the, the, the I think erratic would probably be uh, a, a way of describing United's performances and of course you have to factor in the that, that, that you know there have been plenty of trialists being played I think we can sort of put the Newton Abbott Spurs and Stoke Gabriel games to one side because they, they were virtually yeah. all trialists yeah. so uh, there was nothing, very little to do with the team that will go out against Tranmere on, on August or the 5th or indeed Truer yeah. well yeah. and we're, we're absolutely on that aren't we we, we, we more or less I think uh, and this is down to Kevin Nicholson in the end but we more or less would quite like to see the team that get stuck into Tranmere uh, start against Truro tomorrow night and I would have thought there's a pretty good chance of that happening anyway um, but uh, United have, have played some good stuff in the two home games, yeah. Bristol City under-23s effectively and Plymouth Argyle, where they were allowed to play some good stuff and they fared less well, certainly in terms of, of uh, performances. They did beat Weymouth 1-0 away from home, but they lost at Tiverton and then yeah. drew at Plymouth Parkway on, on Tuesday evening. This and week. that was a late rescue, wasn't it? As it well? was. It, uh, but again, there, there, there were you know, quite a lot of youngsters being played. Uh, having said that, you, know, you do want some of your young pros uh, within the club to you know, shape up in mm. games like that yeah. and, 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 and lead the way. Um, by all accounts, Tuesday, I didn't go on Tuesday to Plymouth Parkway, but it, it wasn't great. Um, United ended up with a one-all draw, yeah. for what that's worth. Um, but I think it all just cranks up the pressure a little bit to the point where, against Truro on Friday night, we need yeah. to see a proper, proper performance that leads everybody into the Tranmere game with, with some real optimism, that United have got that in their locker. I think we know... Uh, and we saw it against Bristol, we saw it against Argyle. They can knock it about, they can pass the ball, mm -hmm. they can play some good stuff. Of course they can. Well, are they going to be allowed to play like that when the conference <coughs> whistle kicks off? Yeah. Where the not, spaces are no. being closed down, you haven't got the time, mm -hmm. and you have to start playing bog standard, you know, in your face football, yeah. uh, where pattern of play is important. Um, you know, Ryan Higgins and uh, whoever's left back and in midfield are not going to have time to have two touches and a look and anything like that. They're going to be closed down. The ball's going to be knocked into spaces, etc., etc., etc. And and that's 
you know, what we're looking for. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if Lee Hodges and Chris Todd of Truro City are probably going to say the same thing to their yeah. players as well. So, so, uh, is it fair to say that uh, that we hope it isn't a nice football match? Yeah, Truro that's a good point. Friday. That's a yeah. that's a that's a very good point in a way. I mean, it's look if you've got any ability about you, then it will come out eventually. Yeah. The point is, is you're not going to be able to do it in the first hour. Mm. You know, it's the last 20 minutes of a football match where you start knocking it around and look good. Not the first hour when, uh, you know, the opposition are up for it and still able to, you know, yeah. get close to you. So we, we'd like a bit of a set too. It's a 7:30 kickoff, isn't it? It is. The, yep. um, the Truro game. Yep. 7:30 at Plainwood. Yeah, I, I, I hope it's. Day. I hope yeah. it's seriously competitive. Honestly, I yeah. and, and I'm, I'm sure that's a, that's a hope that everybody has. Um, I, I, I don't think that United, in camp or out of, or on the terraces, will learn anything mm. from another nice passing exercise. No. That's not the point. No. Um, and there are there are some familiar faces. We've named a couple yeah. of them already, but there's some familiar faces yeah, well, in the um, true I'm bound to f- forget somebody, but Ben Gehring's in the back four. Um, Ed Palmer's there as well. Used to be a, a young United centre back who great things were expected of yeah. at one time. Ben Harding is playing in midfield. He played for uh, yeah. um, United a couple of years ago, um, and Niall Thompson, who was a uh, a, a zingy winger, a dashing a winger, young yeah. winger with United yeah. when he was uh, in the in the, um, the the youth scheme, he's now playing up front and, and had a very good season last season. Scored plenty of goals for Truro last year. So, um, so a few um, familiar faces there are and on the bench as well. On the bench, Lee Hodges yeah. and, and Chris Todd, who have been to see United lots and lots of times this season. Yeah, uh, partly because one or two of their youngsters have been turning out for the goals as well uh, on trial, but. Um, no, I, 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 th- I think I think it should be quite a feisty night, and I and I, I'm well, looking. So. Yeah. As long I'm, as everybody comes off unscathed, well, and, and but that, you know that's the nature card. of preseason yeah. games sometimes, isn't it? You yeah. you um, you look at. I, I, apparently, it didn't happen in the game, but you look around the country at the moment, and one or two people are starting to lose. Barrow have lost three players in preseason, including Byron Harrison, the, the, their leading scorer last year. Really, Paul Cox yeah. with Barrow, yeah, um, which must be a bit of a headache, uh, and of course. Very sad to hear that. I don't think it happened in a game, but Brendan Moore, the last season's United keeper, now at Rochdale, is out for three to four months with um, really? ruptured ankle ligaments yeah. uh, sustained in training at Rochdale. Oh, that's so a shame for it. It is. So these things do happen, and um, no, of course you, you don't want to, you don't want people going over the top or anything like no. that. But a bit of a set to. Uh, yes, I understand on Tuesday night at uh, at Parkway uh, there was one tackle on Kevin Nicholson, which was. Um, that was which, brave. Which would have well, no, that would have had the card out in normal yeah. circumstances, at least a yellow, from what I'm told. But um, uh, but <laughs> this is what you're doing. You know, this can happen in pre-season yeah. sometimes, can't it? And um, uh, I think the whole point is that uh, you know, as we were saying, if Friday night turns into another passing exercise, which I cannot see it doing, I, I, I don't think mm. it would be like that. Then neither team will learn anything of value for. Um, for when the series no. st- start, st- stuff starts on, on August the 5th. Indeed. Which brings us to the, what we thought was going to be the main purpose ah. of the podcast. Yeah. This week. We are going to select what we believe yeah. from our Kevin, are you listening? Should be the <laughs> starting 11. <laughs> we're all laughing because yeah. we know how far wider the mark we're probably going to be here. But let's let's go through it. I think the the goalkeeping position we're all agreed on, aren't we? Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Elegny. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, Ryan Clark in goal. Yeah, had a decent pre-season. I mean, he was busier against Argyle than he was against um, Bristol City. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I I just think it's really good, with all due respect to Brendan Moore and one or two other keepers we've had 
it's just great to see a proper experienced goalie back there yeah uh, you can hear him um, you, you like know, a goalkeeper you can hear it, absolutely yeah. um, uh, you know and, and when he tells our back four to get up he expects him to get up and we'll be letting him know if yeah. not when he tells them to get tight he wants them to get tight properly and all of that organization and all of that prevention is better than cure yeah. in and goal and distribution uh, is good as well isn't yeah it, yeah yeah. yeah he kicks yeah. a flat ball which is yeah. Hallelujah! You don't yeah. see many keepers doing that these days. Midfielders and, and forwards like that, don't they? Yeah, they do. So uh, no, he's in goal. Okay, and that fills one of the places on the bench then with Neil Osborne. Yes, who's I done imagine. okay? He's come in. Yeah, difficult yeah. for him, I suppose. Um, big to come season. Back. He's only eighteen. Um, this is big learning curve yeah. for him. He's straight out of Southampton's academy. So this is um, going to do him good, isn't it? Some time, me. Yeah, yeah, indeed. In- interestingly, there, there is a third goalkeeper on. On the radar, and that's young Adam Seedhouse Evans, Evans, yeah, who is also second goalkeeper at Buckland at the moment. It's very confusing. He yeah, was at Bowie okay. Tracy last year. Yeah, Eight, he's all right. He is. Yeah, he looks good. He's like all right. He is. He's not the biggest. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, strong character. Yeah, um, he he played the second half, I think it was, of the game at Tiverton and did well there uh, when United lost three one. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no. Uh, Possibilities. One, one for the future. Yeah. One for the future. Yeah. Heard, what, was the, what was the name again? Adam Seedhouse Evans. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first. South Dartmoor Community College. Yeah. Good for him. So now the, the oh, back and four. Colin Lee's Chelsea Foundation. I think he plays for them as well. Right into the back. Into four. the back four. Ryan Higgins at right Definitely. back. Like what we've seen of Ryan Higgins so Absolutely. far. Absolutely. Meat yep. and potatoes player. Gets the ball forward. Doesn't actually that probably doesn't really do him justice, does it? No, I, I, I've seen I've seen him play several times for Chester and Southport over the last couple of seasons. I like the look of him every time, yeah. and I, I must say I was amazed when, uh, after about eighteen months at Chester, that he ended up going to Southport. I thought he would have gone up from yeah. from there. Um, well, he's, he's from Liverpool, and Southport is a tiny bus ride from from Liverpool. But uh, I, I think this is a big season for him. He, he's very up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to to playing for Torquay and to you know getting into the life down here. Um, got himself a place in Newton Abbott, which I think is a great and sensible thing to do. Um, well, you would be, say that, Tom. Well, You're be, a Newton because Abbett. I come from there. I'm through a Newton boy. But uh, uh, but apart from anything else, I can't understand why more United players don't live in the Newton Abbott area. It's cheaper <coughs> than Torquay for <coughs> a start, uh, uh, and it's ten minutes from the training yeah. ground. Um, so. Uh, there you go, but no, uh, I think the two fallback situations. That, that it's been a real frustration, I think, for all concerned, not least for the player involved, that Liam Davis hasn't been fit he hasn't during preseason. Yet, not yet, no. um, but I think he's going to play against Truro City tomorrow night. Okay. He's had this niggling foot issue. Uh, I understand it all came from some. Now, orthodontics are, de- are teeth things, aren't they? Yeah, mm. or, but an or- is it an orthotic? Orthopede. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, they're things you put in your shoes, yes. aren't they? I think it may have been related to some problem he'd had like that. So he has had University challenge at the moment. He has, <laughs> yeah, he has had some issues, uh, um, foot injury issues in the past. But uh, I'm told he's fine. Uh, um, and now, if he plays against Truro City and comes through that unscathed, uh, and next week uh, he is the first choice left yeah. back. That's yeah. why Nicholson has signed him. And the other point is that both Higgins and Davis, who used to be a midfield player, a left midfield player during his Northampton and Coventry City days. Um, earlier in his career, Oxford. Um, we're talking this 
I know where we're going. Quotes, with this. Wing backs, close yeah. quotes. Now I know, you know. You'll have me thinking Gurney and Gibbs. Oh, now steady ooh, on. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> of course, the whole wing back thing usually means that you've got three centre backs. And, yeah. and let's face it, we have not got Messrs. Gittins, Watson, and Jamie Robinson at the club at the moment, which allowed Gurney and Gibbs to attack with such. Uh, gusto gusto yeah. uh, uh, back in 97, 98 but it, um, if we had a fit Miles Anderson which we don't at the moment no, he's moment. not far away he's just he's pulled a muscle on his side and that's been a bit of a frustration but I think he may be joining in training next week Yeah. Uh, but no, you've got the potential to play that system there um, uh, in other words we're now getting into the into the two centre-backs Gowling, McGinty and possibly Miles yeah. Anderson uh, there as well and of course Miles Anderson is a I know Kevin Nicholson has talked about him as a possible cover left back, yeah. uh, but he is basically a centre back. Um, so we're looking for the purposes of this starting eleven exercise. Yeah. It, it's Gowling and McGinty, yes, isn't it? Absolutely. The, uh, yeah, quite right. Which leads us on to a, a side issue, really, wondering where the captain's armband is Indeed. likely to end Indeed. up. Now, I, I've, I've said it before on here. I would quite like to see Sean McGinty. You're as captain. Yeah, I'm well, a, I, I, I like the way. I'll the ring with, with Gowling. Yeah. Well, Gowling as captain United at least in a, in at least two of the pre-season friendlies, as far as I know, maybe more than that. Um, uh, Sean McGinty, of course, was captain at Aldershot for best part of a season, if not the whole season, before yeah. he came to to play more. Even though he could only have been 22 then, something like that, 21, 22. Uh, since he won United's Young Player of the Year yes. award at 23 last season, which we all found a bit, uh, well, we were very pleased for him. But uh, but there were there um, were quite long stretches last season where, when Courtney Richards was quite quiet as a captain. Yeah, well, and then he got he got he, injured, didn't he? As he well. did. Yeah. When McGinty was, to all intents and purposes, the captain on the field. Yeah, I, th I think thought. it's something that he quite relishes, and I, I think he would be very happy yeah. and pleased if he was named captain. Um, but I think at the moment. This this partnership between Gowling and McGinty is going to be very very important to United yeah. this season. Uh, both big strong lads. Gowling's been here, done it, got the T-shirt yeah. at this level. McGinty is the uh, junior only in terms of the fact that he's the younger of the two. Um, and I think uh, uh, McGinty probably uh, um, would be perfectly happy if Gowling was captain and he could just get on with the job of. Developing yeah. a good partnership there, and you know, a, a, a they shall not pass duo down the middle of the pitch. It, the other option, of course, is is Luke Young, but obviously we have to decide whether he's starting yet. Before yeah, we can talk about him as a because that's possible. A, are you saying that with a slight grin. Because <laughs> that's that's a real question, isn't it? Do you start with Luke Young? We'll get to that one in a minute. So, but of the five players that we've picked so far in our starting eleven, it's interesting that four of them are new signings. Yeah, which absolutely. shows the strength of the new yeah, signings absolutely. that have been brought yeah. in. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, by the way, but uh, it wouldn't be the weirdest uh, choice to have Ryan Clark as captain. In, uh, as it, no. Now, there aren't many goalkeeper captains, I know, but uh, um, he, everybody knows he's around. He's yeah. a senior figure in the dressing room, already has established himself as that. And you um, quite like a goalkeeper captain, don't you? Well, yeah. I don't think it's a disaster. I think it's... it's um, I think most of your outfield players have got more than enough to worry about very often, unless you've got an absolutely natural. I mean, you know, if you've got Chris Hargreaves, well, he's going to be yeah. captain, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, uh, and if you've got one or two of these people that are clearly, uh, um, in other words, the mantle rests easily on their shoulders, you know, as a midfield player or, or yeah. you know, wherever, 
then fine. Um, I don't think Ryan Clark will be captain, although I'm sure Kevin Nichols doesn't say, well, he's one of them anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, it's 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 it wouldn't be the strangest decision in history, put it like that. Before we leave the defence, what what happens if if Davis doesn't make it through to, to yeah. start the season? Well, his injury question. isn't quite yeah. ready, or. I, th- I think obviously Sam Chaney has played most of the games at left back and Kevin Nicholson has had perfectly good reason to try that because he was well aware of it yeah. uh, Kevin Nicholson did have an outing at Plymouth Parkway on Tuesday evening but I don't think he's of a mind to he was just trying to make sure he was still yeah, fit quite. enough to play a game that's right he? And, yeah. and, uh, but I, I, I assume that in that situation particularly with Anderson not being quite ready yeah. is that Chaney would play at left back interesting that would be interesting Okay, into the midfield, and then now we have to decide what formation are we going to play. We're we playing four in midfield. We're we playing three in midfield. Are we well, diamonds or? Personally speaking, I think Kevin Nicholson has has signed Higgins and Davis, uh, partly because they are both very attack-minded fullbacks. Yeah. And uh, all right, we're not talking about the fully fledged wing back formation. We're not talking about Gurney and Gibbs here, uh, mainly because a proper wing back formation more or less demands that you have three centre backs which frees up the two wing-backs to get beyond yeah. the opposition strikers or deep into the opponent's half. But I do think that he sees quite a lot of width mm. and delivery coming from Higgins and Davis. Um, in that situation, I think you're looking at quite a narrow midfield, yeah. uh, which is, A, hopefully hard to get through from the opposition's point of view. Um, uh, Luke Young plays... There's a surprise. Did anybody else have Luke Young in their starting eleven? <laughs> I'd love to say that, no, but of course I did. It's the first player I put down yes. on the sheet. Luke Young plays. Yeah. I think we've all been impressed with Jake Gosling. Yes. Uh, um, during pre-season, and Jan Klukowski is nailed on at this at this level. Um, and I think that although Jake Gosling has played uh, wide on the right-hand side, cutting in on his left foot in several games, and looked good there, I, I my money modest. A couple of bob would be on Gosling playing behind the two strikers. With you, because then that in, gives in, in the sort of number ten role. <laughs> yeah, that's very fashionable, cliche, cliche. Days, isn't it? Um, Which allows Lathrop to play in front. Damon of Damon Lathrop four. comes in and plays as in front of the back four in as, as the insurance policy in there, and then you have a midfield, a pretty attacking midfield yeah. of Young, Klukowski, and Gosling. Uh, Klukowski is an up and back man. Uh, I think we've all quite like liked the look of him. Oh, yeah. and by the way, yeah. uh, um, if anything happens in the middle of defence, he can go back there and do a job there. Mm-hmm. Has he done did a good past. job against Plymouth. He did. So he's he's a he he ticks two boxes there, uh, but he does and he does like to get in the opposition penalty box. Good engine, cliche cliche. <laughs> Um, uh, and I you're, think look, you're on a final warning. You've, <laughs> you've done the number ten, and yeah. you've done good engine. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think we all know that Luke Young is always looking to get goals yeah. and a shot. Get, if Gosling's up and around there, then he's got a shot on him and a goal in him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it means that Lathrop is your oh, insurance yeah. policy in front of the back four. The, the main alternative of that being uh, Lee Jordan Lee. Wing. And Goslin, United's wing most Kikowski recent permanent and signing, yeah. Yeah. Young in the middle. That's right. Now, I get your argument for why that wouldn't happen because no. there is width in in the left and right backs. But 
that wouldn't be such a bad well, formation. Well, the way it? Jordan Lee finished last season, exactly. uh, there'd be plenty of people who'd be more than happy to oh, see him on the right-hand side. of Delighted midfield. to see him back in a Talker United shirt, and, by the way. And, and a lot of United fans are. Yeah. Um, he was very uh, um, chirpy at the club's photo call yesterday and yeah. uh, pleased to be back. Well, he's big mates um, with Rory Keating as well, isn't he? Yes, so, um, absolutely. So that's um, good they, to have those they've managed back. to re yeah. resume their friendship. Um, uh, and there are two young players seriously up for a new football season and good luck to them uh, if you're not seriously up for it and light of battle in your eye at this stage of your careers and your, and, and the year then you should probably should be doing something different shouldn't you? So, uh, I know that you got wind of, of Lee returning on loan quite early on but for, for, for yeah, not the only one. fair enough they, yeah. they didn't really want it out but you can understand why Bournemouth wanted to keep him for pre-season because he's obviously shown something in his attitude as well as his play from his spell at Torquay that they might be interested well when you think that when he made his debut for, for United last year in that, in that home game against Woking um, he had just played for Bournemouth in an FA Cup tie yeah. Millwall and been taken off as a right back and he came to United on loan had that opening where he conceded a penalty after six minutes and he, he looked out of his depth he looked like a rabbit in the headlights and and, but, and we all yeah. went oh my yeah. goodness what's happened here and he went I think it was the best part of 10 weeks mm. without even surfacing yeah. I don't mean surfacing on the training ground but in terms of first team uh, appearances there were, were appearances where, where he wasn't on the bench no exactly and you, we were all going is he ever going to play again and uh, um, uh, he could easily as Kevin Nicholson said have gone in and said look I'm sorry I'll cut my losses here and go back to Bournemouth Bournemouth could well have asked for him back yeah uh, but I know there were good conversations went on. Kevin Nicholson said to Bournemouth, look, we're more than happy. Let him stay here and train with us. Let yeah. him try and get through this on his own. Bournemouth said, yeah, fine, on you go. And he battled away and battled away and finally got back in the team. First injury, of all, as a substitute. There, yeah, well, he came on as a sub at Wrexham in a one-all draw at Wrexham as a, on the right-hand side of midfield and did right. really well. I think Solihull away was the next match. He did the same thing yeah. again there and then he got himself in the team and he just got better and better yes, and better. Yeah. And we're not yeah. talking about high days and holiday stuff. No. Uh, he, you know, he, he's not a, a jinky winger here. He's a lad who puts the yards in. He's, because he's come up through the ranks of Bournemouth, he can obviously play a little bit. But the difference was is what's underneath his chest. He's got a big heart and a, and a strong mind. And, of course, he stormed the last game of the season yeah. against North Ferriby, man of the match just by sheer effort of will and up and down that right-hand side getting crosses in. He did score a goal a couple of games before, yeah. didn't yeah. he? Well, Not he that his, day, but yeah. it was against Braintree, wasn't it? And what a celebration. Oh, exactly. Showed so, that he was absolutely delighted. Yes, yeah, so I think he's, you know, for him to come back now... It's a big plus, uh, isn't it? It, it is, plus. but in a way, it's quite a good sign that he's come back and he can't go straight back in the team. Yes, it's, well, it's I mean, well, I, to we be will. honest with you, I mean, there's been so much... I'm not saying you won't. So but, much but, joy but, in coming back that yeah. it's escaped my... Feel yeah. a vision that you might not actually make the starting eleven. No, no. So, so that, that's an expression of yeah. you know that there's a bit of competition there. So who plays up front? Who's you? Who's the first name on your team sheet up front, Rich? That's uh, Keating. Agreed. Definitely. Agreed. Definitely. Uh, that's three he's Keatings the, there. He's the, Rory's the man uh, yeah. um, up there. Um, United haven't been able to get anybody, you know, like a senior, senior, senior centre forward. But uh, big season for him this. So um, a lot on his shoulders in a way because he came in very raw last season absolutely didn't he? Um, another um, one who took his time and took his chance when it came yeah I, th I think 
Ruri for me, Ruri Keating, he's he's kind of like what you want in a centre forward. He's uncomplicated. He couldn't give a damn about anybody. Uh, he's up for it. He will run and work all day. Uh, he, he he's prepared to get hurt. Come on, how many more things do you want uh, uh, for exactly. a centre forward to be? Well, you know, okay, well, but be able to have Marco Van Basten's first <laughs> touch maybe. But but um, uh, and I I think he's. He's so excited about this season, first full season in English football. He's convinced that he's going to do it. Yeah. Well, I love all well, that. I think I am as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. He walked off yeah. the pitch after the photo call yesterday and said to me, Dave, two goals this net Friday night against Truro. Now, whether he does or not I don't, is, is neither here nor there. The fact is, that's all that's he thinks about. Brilliant. Um, not, oh, wouldn't it be nice to get one? No, 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 no. Uh, um, so, you know, good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it'll be, he'll have troughs as well as you know crests during the season he's only 21 years old um, but you know I, I think come the end of the year we'll all be looking at each other and saying hasn't he done alright but here's the big question and who are you going to play up alongside him well I can't make my mind up between Gray and Pittman and I think that's an interesting choice yeah. uh, I, I'm going to go with Pittman uh, um, I think I'd go Pittman he's but a I'm senior, not sure why. he's a yeah. senior striker the most experienced and I think he's his extra pace uh, and he's quite strong physically but hearing good things about James Gray mm. um, uh, on the training ground uh, good, good touch interesting player interesting day. player James Gray he's had a, a bit of an up and down career stop start every time he's looked like he might be about to sort of take off you know stuff has got in the way um, one or two off field issues which I don't think nearly as bad as some people have made them out mm. to be um, and He's now come down here, away from all the clubs he's played for before. Uh, um, fresh start, um, and it's been among the goals, hasn't he, in the friendlies? Yeah, and showed a nice touch with it as it, well. He can finish, um, yeah. uh, and and as, he, as Kevin Nicholson said when he signed him, you know, his first job was to get in the team, um, and good luck to him in in that. And I think he may well have to start the season on the bench. We'll see. Um, but I, I, the players like James Gray, and we can all think back to one or two in the past, that it can go one of two ways. You come down here to Torquay, which is a bit of a bubble in a, in a good and bad way. It can we be were good saying and bad. earlier on, whatever your, your, your moment in life is, Torquay can be a bubble for, for good or for it, bad. It and, can absolutely yeah, make your career and your life or the other. You get in a good situation personally and with the team. And uh, we've all—I've known loads of players, and we can all think of them as players who've looked back on two or three years at Torquay amongst the happiest and best of their lives yeah. when they get in a good team. And the one that springs to mind for me is David Graham. Now, I'm not trying to compare James Gray with David Graham by any stretch of the imagination, but he came down to United uh, from Scotland, not in a great place when he came down here. Mm. Quite a lot of issues. Took a while to settle in. Clearly, very talented played in Europe for Rangers when yeah. he was 18 years old but gradually he got to like the place settled in better players started arriving we all know eventually he looked around and thought Christ I've got Alex Russell yeah, <laughs> Jason, Jason Fowler, Fowler uh, and a load yeah. of other people to play with Absolutely. here and yeah. it took off <clears throat> and he had as we all know a, a you know, a wonderful season when United won promotion, and he still looks back on yeah. those couple of years here as amongst the best and happiest of his career. And 
you know, when you when you're playing and living in Manchester or Liverpool or Nottingham or Birmingham and playing for any of those clubs around there, it's not quite the same as being in a place like Torquay. If you've just scored two goals in a four nil win over somebody up at Plainmore and you go out for a stroll around the harbour side on Saturday night, it's good fun. You know, yeah. pa paradoxically, if you're playing for a team at the bottom of the table, it's damn it's hard. Less, it's yeah. damn hard work. Yeah. But you've got those two potentials to be that way, rather than wandering around Manchester and hardly anybody knowing who the hell you are. Um, uh, so, and uh, you know, good luck to James Gray. Yeah. I, I think this is he, he. He could be a bit of a surprise packet this season. Well, so there are three players that we haven't mentioned yet, and I shall approach them in a specific order, which will become clear in a moment. Yeah. The three players that we haven't mentioned yet, Talon Mitchell. Yeah, he, he, he appeared on United's uh, um, photo call yesterday. Um, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Talon Mitchell in the nicest possible way, football way. Uh, he's, he's, it looks like a puff of wind would blow him over. There's nothing of him at all. He's probably smaller and thinner than Union O'Kane or Rodney Jack when they turned up. But there's a little player in there. Yeah. Now, whether he'll be ready to help United this season or not, I don't know. But just to, this just is to this remind people, it's the second season. I was just going to say, second pre-season. Yeah. 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 Uh, right, he, he, he was with United most of last year. He, 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 was, he was rejected by Argyle's uh, 16. Um, um, went to Ivy Bridge Academy, where Wayne Carlisle was yeah. looking after that. Came up to United on trial, um, uh, and he's an attacking midfield player, good passer of the ball. Um, like all quite small kids, he's got a bit of an attitude, which yeah. is which is you have to have. When I say I don't mean a bad attitude, but but, but you know he's mm -hmm. always prepared to get stuck in. Um, and uh, uh, now the big question is: is uh, I, I can understand why Kevin Nicholson has taken him on. Um, he is maybe a player for the future, and also, you know, United want to be seen to be showing that there is a pathway for yeah. uh, for these players of 17, 18 years old. He's just eighteen, and for him being um, around the club and being around the senior pros has got to be good for his well, career. There you it? are. Now the big question mark is: Can he help Torquay this season? We'll see. We'll, we'll see, okay. but um, he's a name that many supporters might not uh, know quite as well as the others. Okay. Next player we haven't mentioned is Jamie Reid. Jamie Reid, uh, um, uh, he might well start, you never know. Of course, he's the other option on the wing, isn't he? He, yes, is, he is, right or yeah. left. Um, but I, if I, you know, you put a gun to my head, I'd say he'd start on the bench yeah. uh, uh, for the first game against Tranmere. He but can, only he can because bring something coming off the bench well, as well, can't he? He did well against Argyle on uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. didn't he? Uh, especially yeah, operating down the left-hand yes, side. So, yeah. um, and, of course, he's got this asset that he can play either out wide or, or, yeah. or up front. And he, he will have a role to play somewhere in Kevin Nicholson's thinking this season, won't he, for sure? Absolutely. And the last name on the list, the one we haven't mentioned yet, is Mr Rory Fallon. Yeah. Um, just been signed on non-contract um, I, th I think effectively let's face it a non-contract deal is basically an extended trial Yeah. Uh, uh, here he is he's 35 years old um, been there done it in the past played at very good levels um, uh, four years best part of it Argar yeah. probably yeah all right, the Big last hero down there as well. Yeah, he? the last yeah. few years, he's obviously been drifting down mm. the lower divisions. Had six months as player, coach, assistant manager at Truro last year without ripping too many trees up. He and his wife run a, a 
you know, uh, artisan upper, ice cream, an artisan yeah. ice yeah. cream business, and I'm sure he's been working hard at that, etc. Yeah. It's not flaky though, is it? <laughs> oh. You've got um, so many headlines tucked <laughs> away for this yeah. season, um, you? and uh, I'm drawing you know, up spreadsheets. But he, he, he clearly thinks he can still, yeah. you know, contribute something. Kevin Nicholson uh, uh, agrees with him, uh, and I think it's a question of getting him fully fit again. Yeah. Uh, um, and we'll see whether uh, he's still got it. Uh, uh, I think he's a substitute at the moment. I was say, I'd, I'd have him on my bench. Yeah. I don't think I'd start with him. It's looking no. like an interesting bench. It is. Actually. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Kevin Nicholson sees him at the moment, and I'm sure probably even Rory Fallon sees himself as at the moment, is that if United are looking to chase the game a little bit in the last 15, 20 minutes... Yeah. You chuck him on, don't you? you? We've all had him over the years. John Gale springs to mind when he was down here right at the end of his career, 3,500 yeah. years old or whatever <laughs> he was. But I can remember, I think it was Rochdale at home or something like that, um, chucking John Gale on with about half yeah. an hour to go. And he created bloody mayhem in, in, in the uh, Rochdale goal mouth. I think we managed to eke out a 2-1 win. And you know, players like that, it's brutal, and it and it, you won't win many brownie points by it. But they can actually help you at times. And what a story for the season it would be if he can revive his career and, and get a few goals for us. Absolutely, what um, a great story. But I think you know it is a, it's an extended trial, isn't it? I don't suppose it's costing United too much. He's up for it. Kevin Nicholson's prepared to give him a chance. Uh, and I think, let's face it, if it doesn't work, there's nothing too much lost on either side, and United will look elsewhere. But um, you know he's around to yep. try and make that chance. So that makes the bench then. That's so, it. So the, if we, if that's the starting eleven that we've decided upon, the bench is Gray, Lee, Reed, Fallon, and presuming he goes with Osborne, Osborne. Yeah, well, you've got Cheney there as well, of course. Oh, uh, so um, we've got one too many. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Exactly. You'd have to make a decision uh, on on, on well, who, actually, who goes yeah. on that bench. It's an attacking um, bench, isn't it? It so is. So I think you probably would need to, to, to address that. Either that, or I don't know if there are any potential stand-in goalkeepers in the amongst the outfield brigade. Whether you would go without oh, Neil Osborne on the yeah. bench. One um, of those has got to be a stand-in keeper. Well, you would have thought so. Fallon's got to be. Fallon, <laughs> yeah, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Is he Klukowski, I, I reckon, looks a goalkeeper to me. That would be my bet, I would have thought. But, I mean, one, one of the well. interesting things about Klukowski is he, he played at the back during the Plymouth game and yeah. showed very well. Centre-back. Now, if, um, if we have got an attacking bench and, uh, and there needs to be some shifting around to, to, to bring a player on, considering there's not many... Defensive options in, in, in on the bench. May, may he sort of find himself popping back there occasionally? Do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think he's, he played there for York last season. It, 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 this isn't foreign territory no. for him. Um, I, I, I think he's quite good cover, especially with Miles Anderson. You know, still injured, of course, still injured at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, not far away, I understand, but um, uh, uh, you know that's got to be. Uh, you, you've got to cover all the bases, yeah. haven't you, or try to. Well. well, thank you very much for your time. We've gone on much longer than we usually do. But we're but going to go a, just a minute longer. I had a letter from a very old correspondent of mine, and, and let's face it, at this time of year, we are hopefully all optimists. Um, uh, and he, he sent me a little note, and, I, and I'll read it out to you, saying, um, there seems to be grounds for optimism about the season ahead. Well, we're all in it that. It sounds like the start of a yeah, yeah. <laughs> And historically... <laughs> 
this part of the decade has been very good for Talk United, and he then goes through 1977-78, United nearly won promotion or got to, to the to close to it under Mike Green. 87-88, right. playoffs under Cyril Knowles. 97-98, playoffs under Kevin Hodges. 2007-2008, playoffs under Paul Buckle. 2017-18 question mark question mark question mark well I take my hat off to anybody that can dig that far back That's uh, and come up with, with that sort of uh, um, uh, Julian Brereton uh, a very old correspondent of mine well done well done and I just hope for your sake apart totally from right. anything else it comes true I'm off down the bookies now clutching uh, I tell you what though, you get some good odds from, from, from what we've, we've been looking at 66 to 1 at the moment there you go you heard it here first this has been another award-winning, well, I'd like to say so, but it's been another podcast, <laughs> Yellow Army, Devon Live, Herald Express podcast. Thank you very much for your time. We'll be back next week when there will be just 48 hours to go before the start of the new season. And that summer's gone quickly, hasn't it? And let's hope United have, with all due respect to Truro, given the White Tigers a proper going over at Playmore tomorrow night. And as ever, we finish with Come On You Yellows.